0: The dawn of Bomber Command's year of attrition began beguilingly with a whisper. The seductive sound was carried in the tendrils of mist, which both enclosed and linked billet to hangar on airfields from north to south, and it held the promise of life continued. It was the soft, sibilant hiss of drizzle. The rain crept and swept the length of Eastern Britain, from the flat fens of Cambridgeshire and Lincolnshire to the soft contours of Yorkshire and up into County Durham, dribbling from the wings of hooded Halifaxes, Stirlings and Lancasters poised at dispersals, glistening the grey of concrete runways lost in the fog and carrying its damp promise into the austerity of crew huts beneath dripping trees. Its message was that tonight there would be no war. The crack and thump of exploding flak, the urgent tearing flash of cannon fire, the shriek of plunging aircraft, which would echo through the months of the great bomber offensive to come, hung still. The young aircrew, from spotty-faced 18 and 19-year-olds just out of school to bloods fresh from drawing office and workbench, turned on that first morning of 1943, and slept on. Before New Year dawned again, 15,832 operational Bomber Command aircrew would be dead, and 2,898 prisoners of war. Another 1,500 or so would die in training accidents on OTUs and HCUs, The rest of the doomed would be lost in the variety of horror that was the air war's speciality. Some would die instantly or agonisingly by direct contact with flak or Luftwaffe bullet or cannon. Others would vanish as if they never existed in a boiling flash of oily red and orange flame as their aircraft exploded against the night sky. Some would be burned alive, pinned helplessly by centrifugal force as their stricken bombers spiralled earthwards. A number would drown in the cold waters of the North Sea as their damaged or fuel-starved aircraft failed to make the long journey home. And for a very few there would be the horror unique to their service of falling helplessly without a parachute after being tossed from their disintegrating aircraft before they could reach for and clip on the means of survival. In the target areas below, death would also come in a kaleidoscope of chaos never visited in such scale on non-combatants, from the blast of blockbuster bombs, which could collapse the lungs without leaving a scar on the body, to firebombs which threw out pats of benzol and rubber, to begin conflagrations which greedily gulped oxygen from the air. But for the moment drizzle and fog meant reprieve,